Welcome back to another series of the Microfamily Millionaire. And this is a sub-series to our parent show, Share the Wealth Show. And this is where I am talking about my journey to becoming a millionaire through small microfamily buildings. And I basically just want to share all the ups and downs, the process, things I've experienced, what I've gone through, lessons learned, so that you can maybe avoid some of those same issues and roadblocks when you embark on your own journey. So what I want to talk about today is uh, appraisals and how they can really um, hinge on the growth of your net worth and your ability to use capital or equity from a building in order to purchase another building and grow your portfolio if a refi and roll will be part of your strategy moving forward. So I'm going to just talk about an experience that I went through myself. Um, this was in 2022 when, we, when this happened. But in any case, I'm going to talk about my first microfamily investment purchase, which was a six unit in Pennsylvania. So we purchased the building in 2020, December, 2020 for $360,000, right? It was a heavy value add, typical mom and pop type of situation. The, the owner of the property was the widow of the, the man, the investor who had bought the property, managed it, and done all the things related to the real estate for that couple's portfolio. The wife had not been to the property or really been properly caring for it since the husband had passed a couple years earlier. So when we stepped in and purchased the property, we actually had to do a lot of renovations. One unit, it was fully occupied. One unit had just became vacant right after we closed uh, because that tenant happened to get taken to jail for some reason. Um, so we ended up being able to start our renovations with that particular unit. But overall, all six units needed to be renovated. We ended up over the next year and a half, um, there was a huge list of things from the city's certificate of occupancy, which is called the C of O. And that will normally dictate certain things that need to be repaired for safety issues and or just maintenance wise or need to be upgraded in order to conform to whatever the city requires for you to have a valid certificate of occupancy. If you do not have a valid certificate of occupancy, then your building can't be occupied by tenants. So you have to fix those issues, right? Or at least correspond with the city with what needs to be done. So there was a long list of certificate of occupancy work that needed to be done. There was stuff in the common areas, um, basement, hallways, things like that. There's not a lot of common area there in the sixth unit. But still, like I said, basement, hallway, fire escape, some external things like tree branches, roof, um, paint being scraped and needing to be repainted, and just a lot of things just externally and internally in the common areas, let alone what needed to be done inside every single unit. So at the end of the day, in about a year and a half time, like I mentioned, we spent about Seventy-five dollars to $80,000 in work just renovating the property and bringing it up to standards, turning the units. We didn't force 
people out. But as a tenant decided they did not want to renew a lease, that we would go into their unit, renovate that um, to a standard that we needed to, to, to meet C-class properties in the area. Um, cause these is workforce housing. We weren't putting granite countertops or doing anything like crazy, but we were making them look really nice and neat and clean. Right. And so we did all of that, all of that work, all of that time, um, all that energy into renovating the building and any for two of the units that the tenants decided not to vacate, they ended up, we went in and we fixed anything that needed to be repaired that was in neglect. Like one needed like some new flooring in a particular area. One needed like some new cabinetry because that was falling apart. So we were fixing up those issues. We fixed the busted pipe in the basement that had flooded, which wasn't a part of the original scope, but we cleaned out the basement and the garage. Those things were filled to the brim. You could not even enter it really because um, it was filled with so much debris and junk and storage materials really. So there, it was so much stuff in the basement and in the garage. Um, the garage definitely, you could open up the garage door. You couldn't walk inside, right? It was just stacked with like, I don't know if that was sheet rock or I don't know. It was just filled and stuffed with to the brim. So we cleaned all of that out. We did all of the work that we needed to do. We spent about seventy-five to eighty thousand, as I said. Um, in commercial, the reason a lot of people like to do commercial, which is five units or higher, when you get to commercial, the valuation of the building is supposed to be based on the net operating income or the NOI, and that is calculated by also using the cap rate of the market with the NOI can give you your valuation, right? So over the 18 months or so, it was about that time, a year and a half, um, a year to a year and a half of us renovating and increasing and uh, and increasing the, the looks and aesthetics and safety of the building. And as we were turning units for, for tenants who did decide to leave, we were getting huge rent increases because the the building was already super under rented from the very beginning. It was like at least three, four, five hundred dollars under market rent, right? Um, even in as is condition, it probably probably could have increased rent two to three hundred dollars. That's how far under market rent these units were. So we increased rent. We put in a lot of work to to. Um, kind of justify these increases in rent. Um, and we increased the monthly rent by 218%. So the NOI got increased by 250%. Now, how did we increase the NOI higher than increasing the rent? Because your operating income is income minus expenses, not including debt service. So income minus expenses. So you can increase the NOI by increasing the income, but like the rent, or you can also increase NOI by decreasing the expenses. So one of the plays that we did is that we, one of three of the units were tied to an owner paid um, electrical panel. So what we did is we redid those panels so that each unit was paying for their own electricity. So that also decreased our, or heat and electricity. So that decreased our expenses by now separately metering 
three of those units. So that's why our NOI increased by 250, but the monthly rental increases was 218, a little bit lower, because part of that NOI increase was because we decreased expenses. So that huge amount of NOI increase, because valuation is based off of NOI in commercial, is what I was always told. The cap rate in our market at the time of purchase was 6.8 to 7.4%. Now, I got that directly from the um, appraiser's report at the time of purchase, which was December of 2020, right? So they'll have the, the cap rates in a market summary in the appraisal's report when you purchase a building as well. So 6.8 to 7.4 was the range for cap rates in the market at the time of purchase. Now, if you know what was happening in 2020, 2021, 2022, there was a huge run-up in real estate, in, in commercial and in various markets. Our market saw a huge increase in purchase price and rents and everything. Like real estate market was super hot during that time, right? So I know that our cap rates, 7.8 to 7.4, would not have increased so this can get a little bit of confusing right if you're not aware valuation based off of cap rates is an inverse relationship so if cap rates go up meaning your return is higher it's because your price went down so you're getting to pay less so your return goes up right now in the, the opposite if you're cap rate goes down, meaning you're basically your basically return is less, your cap rate goes down is because your prices are increasing and going up. So because in that frame of market, prices were going up, which means cap rates should have went down. And because prices are going up, our valuation should have been going up. Like, and actually by a lot because of what was happening in the market with cap rates. But because we forced appreciation by doing a net operating income increase of 250%, we forced appreciation. So, but regardless of what the market was doing, the market also increasing just kind of helped us go in the, uh, the current of the direction the wind was blowing, basically. So that was good timing, um, not on our part, but just because of what was happening in the market. But we also bought a value-add opportunity. We added that value. We increased the NOI. So based off of me being having a conservative estimate, that's why I said cap rates in the market at the time that we refinanced in 2022 were more than likely, I did not check at the time, so I don't know exact, but I know they were less than what the cap rates were at the time that we purchased in 2020 because values have been going up. So that would have helped push our value up even further. But I'm not going to assume a lower cap rate in this scenario. I'm just going to show at the same exact cap rate in 2020, when we purchased 6.8 to 7.4, if we increased the NOI by 250% using that cap rate as a valuation metric to, to calculate the valuation, we actually increased the value of the building to somewhere between 
to $833,000. That's based off of the 6.8 to 7.4% cap rate. $675,000. The low end from a $360,000 purchase. And that's how powerful that's how powerful um, real estate can be and a value-add strategy can be, especially in the right market. To be continued.